This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now Dame's got it. 145 to play. Bump, drives, runs it up. Yes! 70! 71 for Damian Lillard. Oh, man, I got goosebumps. I got chills. I'm seeing history. Dame is the eighth player in NBA history to score 70 or more. How do you lose track of whether it's 70 or 71 in that moment? Like, everyone's just glued to the scoreboard. Dame Lillard had 41 at halftime. Is that good? On Blazers Radio. He ends up with 71 on 13 threes. Oldest player ever to score 70 points the age of 32, and then Dame was drug tested right after. <laughs> Said he went from high to low because he hates needles. They're like, um, what about all the tattoos on your body? He's like, no, that's different. That's a different type of needle. So they drug tested Dame, and he matches Donovan Mitchell, who dropped 71 this year for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. Good night. 71's a good night. Very, very good. I don't even think Jordan ever put up 70. Ever. Thought he had sixty something. I think sixty nine was his high. Never put nice. seventy. Yeah, That's that nice. was a good. Yeah, and that was. Uh, I believe that sixty nine was a double or triple overtime playoff game. Celtics, right? Yep, it was yeah. against Celtics. Dame Lillard played where? It's Weber State. Yeah, good job. Yes, it was. So he dropped seventy one. But the big story is the Lakers coming back from down twenty seven. Biggest comeback in the NBA this season to beat the Mavs at the AAC. When did you say to yourself, uh-oh, uh-oh, the Mavericks are in a little bit of trouble here? Was it when Vanderbilt took over the entire game? Uh, as I said, someone named Vanderbilt. Gloria? And no, nerd, sports nerd Jared Sandler had to start texting me. You don't know where Jared, you don't know where Jared Vanderbilt went. You don't know, you, you don't know what school he played for. I said, I'm just making fun of his last name. Relax. Go cover a freaking curveball. Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. Is he related to Anderson Cooper? Who? Jared Vanderbilt? Probably not. I don't get the what's, reference. What's the joke? I usually get the references. I missed it. Anderson Cooper's related to is, is Gloria Vanderbilt's grandson or something. Oh. Like the super rich. He's like a he's like a billionaire before he even got a job. So as Jason Kidd said, Vanderbilt kicked our ass as the Lakers come back and the Mavs blow this lead. I mean, look, you're you're up by 27. In no shape or form should you ever, that game should ever get down to, into single digits. Uh, and it did. Now, it's the NBA, and, and yeah, everybody makes a run. And you're right. The Lakers are cold as ice early on. Yeah. Like, super cold early on. Uh, but after that first quarter, they scored 30 in every single period. Every single period. And the Mavs had... 
some shooting woes in the second half. You, for all the talk of how great this offense is, all the talk, to not even score 50 points in the second half of the NBA in an NBA game with this offense, with these players. Kyrie, Luca faded away. Kyrie's jumper went cold. Bobby, your other takeaways? Uh, I, I mean, look, I know he got in foul trouble early, but you really miss Josh Green, I think, in his defense uh, during a lot of that run. Um, I, I'm still frustrated that we're looking at Christian Wood 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, it's not even – it's almost – and he we have it really. It's almost not even worth mentioning anymore how little he plays because it's – it's just the standard, but... He played 20 minutes. I thought he played well yesterday. He played with a lot of fire as well. Yeah. He only played 20 minutes. 14 points, 9 boards in 20 minutes. He was taking it to Anthony Davis a mm-hmm. little bit. Christian Wood, I thought, you know, blocked some shots or altered a few. Anthony Davis decided to show up. That was a problem. Like, L.A. late in this game just went in the paint. LeBron's like, I'm going to post up, and Anthony Davis is going to own all the Mavericks and, and, inside. And, and look at this. So, it's 98-97. The, the Mavericks shots from there on out. Kyrie, three-pointer. Luka, step-back three-pointer. Uh, next one, he had a couple of free throws. Luka, three-pointer. Bullock, three-pointer. Holiday, three-pointer. Uh, Irving had a had a two-pointer. And then the turnovers. Like, all they did was shoot. Th- now, that's all they do anyway. But it's a tight game. The Lakers are going low. And you're sitting there just chucking threes. Like, there's no way with a minute to go, their game plan was, hey, let's get it to Reggie Bullock in the corner as the shot clock's expiring. I'm calling it the satanic lineup. Justin Holiday, Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell going 6-6-6 in the starting lineup yesterday. Damn near 30 minutes each from those guys. And they put up 18 points combined. Meanwhile, you've got... Again, just Christian Wood chilling on the bench. Again, I know Josh Green got into foul trouble, but you're you're what you're Frank. you're late. <laughs> yeah, people forget about Frank. You're late in the third quarter, I think it was, and Josh Green had played five minutes. Like th- this entire run where they start because they were up, uh, what was it, seventeen when Jared Vanderbilt really like made three dunks in a row on him or whatever the hell he did. Yeah, that all came with Josh Green sitting on the bench, your best defender. And and if jo- if Josh Green is not out there playing. This defense, it feels like, is is screwed. Vanderbilt had 17 rebounds, 15, 17, and 4 on 6 of 8 in 27 minutes. That's it. He only played 27 minutes, and he was uh, the one hustling out there the most. What did you make of the post? Jason Kidd said, we have to mature. We have to grow up. Tim McMahon with Luca, a little back and forth after. Jake Kidd mentioned that, uh, you know, I don't want to botch his words, so he, he said, uh, as a team, we've got to mature, we, we've got to grow up. And he mentioned, you know, getting distracted by the whistle. Is, is that, you know, what's your reaction to that? It's probably true. That's it. Did you feel like you got distracted by the whistle today? I know you were going to be the one to ask me that question. <laughs> I think it's a fair question, though. Yeah, like I say, you know, it's probably true. Well, that was the oh, back true. and forth. Did you notice Luca whining yesterday, Bobby? I mean, I noticed Luca whining every game. Uh, and it is like, I think when I came in here, it's what you guys were talking about this morning when I walked in, is it does, he'll stop and he'll start complaining. And it reminds me so much, I think it was a playoff game, 
y'all do y'all remember when uh chuck knoblock screwed up like missed something and then he stopped to like do this and didn't even chase the ball in a playoff uh series yep and and somebody like picked up an extra base or two because he literally Scored. stopped to argue about it that happens way too much where luca does stop down to complain he's turning and it's like they're in transition bro like get back yeah and so i love luca i'm not going to be the one to like nitpick luca but like that's a problem that that's an issue and it's continued to be an issue but i put i put more of what's gone on recently on jason kidd than i do luca how so for, for him to talk about the whole angle of what was his exact quote i'm not safe here i'm not playing i'm watching just like you guys no you're not watching just like me you're setting the rotation you're the one keeping josh green on the bench you're the one keeping christian wood on the bench don't you you can't compare where we're at at all i i mean if you're literally just that hands off nonchalant like attitude with that like hey don't look at me and it's like what what kevin o'connor from the ringer mm-hmm. who a lot of people respect his basketball opinion uh, he basically said no team has ever won the nba championship with no defense no depth and no head coach and i was like whoa bad defense bad depth and a bad head coach and i tweeted him back i said did you think he was a bad head coach last year like this complete turnaround mm-hmm. and flip-flopping on kid i'm trying to figure out where we should fall I mean, look, was was he a good head coach last year, or did Jalen Brunson get him out of the first round? Like, which one was it? You know, maybe he was. I thought he was. I thought he did a, did a nice job defensively with you know this team's defense. Yeah, was was really really good and very very locked down in certain spots. They sure. are six in the West. <laughs> like they're yeah, not. They're, they're what like three games out of twelfth too. Well, yeah, everybody is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a jumbled mess. Um, you know, do we look at this differently if? Phoenix didn't have one of the worst game sevens in in sports history. Do we look at Jason Kidd a little bit differently? No. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think so. I, th- I think we. I think last year he did a he did a good coaching job last year. That this team was floundering, like like it, it was not looking good in December. They turned it around, and then they had the Porzingis trade, and things started to look really good. And they were he coached them really well defensively. And you remember we were all praising him for the way he pushed Luca's buttons about defense in the playoffs, and that that. That played really well, and we all were like, man, look at what he's done here. He's completely turned the corner, and I did feel that way. My issue right now is, is I mean, as you guys have talked about already, Dana, as we've talked about a lot over the last several weeks, just the inability in late-game situations to draw anything up. Coming Awful. out of a t- coming out of a timeout, it's bad with Jason Kidd. This is the worst. This is the worst out of a timeout I've ever seen this organization be like in, in 25 years. I, I can't imagine there's been, there's been a worse one. This is awful. Which Carlisle on the polar opposite of that was one of the best in the NBA drawing something up coming out of a timeout. So it's just such a giant fall by comparison. But the other issue here is this. I, I don't know any other way to say it other than just this attitude, like the attitude that he has with from Jason. Yeah. With any sort of criticism, he gets, he gets all worked up about it. Does he get worked up? Let me hear him. What does he get sound like worked up? I'm not the savior here. You know, uh, I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. (laughs) That's him worked up. As a team, we got to mature. We got to grow up. (laughs) Yeah, but the the thing with him is the no, no, it's all outward. It's always, you know, pointing outwardly at everybody. And I think my issue with him right now is it feels like a lot of this year has sounded like or, or has felt like some of the stories we heard out of 
Brooklyn and Milwaukee that got him in trouble. Obviously, it's not like writing a book worthy and and doesn't we haven't heard abuse. No, but we've seen games being played with Christian Wood. Clearly. Yes. And then we see him being very, you know, likes to play the mind games a little bit. Clearly yesterday with guys like Luca and, and stuff like that. So he does he does play it a little bit. I, I don't think it's to the level that it got in places like Milwaukee, but it's just, it's. I think you're starting to see some of the cracks and, oh, okay, this is what Brooklyn and Milwaukee saw. Who do you think has got a higher approval rating around here between Jason Kidd and Mike McCarthy? Ooh, McCarthy. Man. You think so? Yeah. I think it's McCarthy as well. Who do you trust more at the end of a game, Roberto? Um, oh. <laughs> They're the same guy. I, I mean, I guess maybe slightly McCarthy. This, this past year wasn't isn't that, terrible. Isn't that a tough question? <laughs> it's not easy. I mean, look, is... is I, I trust I trust the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy in the end of the game more right now. Okay, I'm not going to fight you on anything. Way more. You trust a Zeke snap more. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that's that's where we're at. We trust Zeke snapping the ball and throwing it to Kevontae Turpin for the first time in four months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it, it, let's be fair. That was also a dead play walking. I game. know. That, that's what I'm just saying. I, but, uh, like, for all the comedy surrounding that or even just the let's call a draw play with 14 seconds left like you think it's college football and well the ball will stop yeah. while they uh, move the chains uh even with all of that i still would probably trust mccarthy more to execute the end because this is this is way too routinely this year that stuff has gone sideways with kid coming out of a timeout or or when he's been asked to draw something up denver's first in the west they're up five and a half games over the grizzlies the grizzlies beat down denver over the weekend. Sacramento is the three. They're seven games back. The Kings are three games up on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Suns lost to the Bucks yesterday before the Mavs game. 14 straight wins for the Milwaukee Bucks. They didn't even have Giannis. So the Suns without KD are the four. The Clippers are the five. They're a half game up on the Mavericks. All right? Mavericks are the six. Golden State is all of a sudden the seven. We're a half game up on the Warriors. We're a half game behind the Clippers. The Jazz are the eight. The T-Wolves are the nine. I think I saw A-Rod sit next to Barry Bonds yesterday. Get the memes rolling there. The Pelicans are the 10. The Blazers are the 11 after Dame dropped 71. And the Lakers are the 12th. While this was going on and ending, so was the Jake Paul fight. Was anyone interested? Bobby Belt was all over it. Was that stupid money spent? And we'll try to bring Jalen Ramsey to the Cowboys. All next with Sean, RJ, and Bobby, 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.